everyone. I am Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 64, Dune, 2021. Don't get it twisted now. <laughs> Every movie has two versions with the same exact name nowadays, so got to tell you which one we're doing. Um, we finally made it. God damn, yeah. this movie is supposed to come out last year. It's been announced forever ago. We we finally seen it. It's finally happening. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's long and, uh, it's pretty boring. We'll, we'll see if we, I can find anything I like about it. Uh, so HBO Max release, of course, theater and HBO, um, did really well. Yeah. I think it's number yeah. one opening of the pandemic. So, I mean, you can't. People want to talk shit about the dual release thing, but just beat everyone else. And it, it was day one. You could have watched it at home in your in your living room. So, yeah, I mean, if the, I've been pretty vocal about like moving forward, what I think they should do. I think I even posted it in our Facebook group. But I'm like, to me, that's the future. Like it. Cause it makes both parties happy. Like there's people like me who, who like to go to theaters. We can still enjoy that. And there's people who don't like theaters at all. They get to enjoy it at home with their loved ones or whatever, yeah. watch it on their, that's definitely the way to go. And so, um, I'm hoping this continues in the future. Um, I don't know if Hollywood can sustain that model. I hope they can, cause they would suck to have one or the other. Like if, if home streaming goes away and it's just theaters, that's going to piss a lot of home people off. And then if theaters go away, um, it's going to piss a lot of the theaters. So I hope that this model stays. Yeah. Yeah. Cause apparently, you know, if people want to see your movie, it doesn't matter if it's at home, they'll come out to the theater. Yeah. Uh, if you film it, they will come. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'd like to say, cause I always say it at the end, please like, and subscribe. Okay. Please check out the YouTube. Please check out the, where, where are we on Spotify, uh, Apple. We're on a couple different things. If you prefer to just listen to the podcast, if you want the whole visual flair and the handsome faces, you know, you can come to YouTube. You can always do that. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so today, as you can see, I'm in Arrakis. And uh, <laughs> I remembered that name, which I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. So there are so many names and shit flying around this movie that it's hard to keep track of uh, all the lore, man. Because they don't really tell you about it. It just, it just kind of flows through the movie. They didn't happen to mention stuff. Uh, I was watching the beginning of the original movie. Uh, I got about 40, 50, or maybe about 40 minutes in. And uh, yeah, they start with a voiceover. The chick just standing there uh, telling you about stuff because it's like, yeah, hold, you're going to need to know some stuff. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's a kind of a shitty way to do a movie. But I understand now watching the second one where you don't get explained anything. And you're like, what the fuck? Saying worms, what is this, Beetlejuice? And uh, so yeah, this movie is very exposition heavy. Um, it doesn't give it to you all at once, but there's a lot of exposition in this movie for sure. Um, I'm really curious to watch the other Dune because it's just a fascinating thing. Like David Lynch is the director, and it stars um, the guy from Twin Peaks. I forget his name. Yeah, but, uh, that was his first movie. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they handled, and there's no part two, so I'm wondering how they're gonna how they did it yeah. in the two hour runtime. So far, in it was pretty fun. It was, you know, it's like an '80s cheese movie, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the shields that yeah the shields were terrible <laughs> <laughs> like the shields in this movie you know they press the, the wrist thing and then it goes kind of fuzzy and then if you get hit <clears throat> if you get hit fast that's what the shield does it protects you from fast hits it'll go like, and have a little blue uh thing where, where the shield got hit if you get hit slow like someone goes hmm it goes right through your shield <laughs> which is the stupidest thing yeah, i've ever heard weird, of yeah. <laughs> like it goes you got some people get stabbed and shit every time when you win a fight you gotta go just push it in <laughs> just push it in, push it in real slow and there's all these weird little bullets in this new movie that'll go Phoom, and they'll hit the shield and then they'll kind of just go into like shield penetration mode like, yeah. and the guy your person's always like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get in. <laughs> but anyways, in the old one, Patrick Stewart is the guy training him with the oh, shields. Wow. I didn't I didn't know he was in it. So I was kind of cool. I was like, whoa, Patrick Stewart. He's not in a wheelchair. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he hits the shield thing and it's just like just squares go over every part of the body, like big squares that cover the arms. And they're like kind of fuzzy. They fuzz though you can't really see the person in it very well. And it's like this, you know, it's like 80, 1984, like CGs or something. And it's just like moving and squared. And you look like a uh, Jake was pretty accurate with the Rob Locks thing. I don't know what those are, but I've seen them and they're all square. Mm. And uh, yeah, just imagine when you're a kid and you wear a bunch of cardboard boxes, you know, you might put one yeah. on your chest and have holes <clears throat> and then you put two on your arms. It's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> It was ridiculous, uh, but that was the only part I saw the shield in. I don't know if it shows up later. I hope it doesn't, because other than that, it was it was it was watchable. Uh, but this new one, man, visually is pretty fucking stunning. But uh, um, I don't yeah. know if I. I was gonna say before we get in the nuts and bolts, I kind of wanted to to address two things. Um, the first is is. I didn't read the book, so I wouldn't consider myself like a Dune fan. I I didn't really know much about it going in. I knew it wasn't going to be like an action-packed sci-fi movie. Like what little knowledge I, I knew about it was it was going to be like a political type of movie. Um, but I mentioned that because, A, you know, I went into this movie not knowing what it was really about. And B, I'm 100% going to butcher names and planets. So for those... yeah fans of the show stick with us <laughs> you know we're not at least for me i don't i didn't know this universe um and the second thing i want to bring up was man going to this movie in the theaters it was so fun and refreshing to go to an event movie i feel like it's been forever since i've been to like a big blockbuster event film like it reminded me of going to see like Fellowship of the Ring or like a Star Wars. Like when we walked up to the theater, there was a fucking line that extended outside the theater. There was just people everywhere. Um, we saw an IMAX and dude, the fucking IMAX was sold out, which is dude, those tickets are like 18 bucks a pop. And I've never seen that before. I've, I've gone to a few IMAX screenings there before and it's, there's always been like 20 or 30 people. But last night it was just packed to the brim. So I don't know. It was just, it was fun to, to go to like a big event movie again because I feel like it's been a really long time. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see this in theaters, man. This was a, like you said earlier, this is a fucking visually stunning. See this movie on the big screen was pretty crazy. I'm glad I saved my money. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> this movie, as all it was, was visually stunning. Uh, I thought this movie was a complete bore fest. 
I fell asleep probably twice during the movie and had to rewind it. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing happens in this whole damn movie. I mean, for a, I know it's based on the books, and I don't know anything about the books, so you can't go too far from the source material and stuff. But to have all these uh, uh, factions and cool characters and then not use them at all, you know, it's just where, hey, you got all these cool things and planets going on, but guess what? We're fucking on a, we're in a desert. And the only thing we're going to show is a gi- giant panning shots of fucking sand. And you know what? There's worms, but they're just, they're just moving in the sand and it's just uh and when they finally get to you they're very lackluster it's like oh okay this is big fucking butthole looking worm and pretty anticlimactic and i think it only eats about two things in the whole movie i think it eats like three people uh and then it eats one of the 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 mining the extra- ship things yeah there. the extractors and i still don't know what the hell spice is for i think they briefly explain it in like a sentence in the beginning it says it's essential to space travel why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, they kind of they do explain it in the, the first movie. And the first movie, so off the rails, I'm like, where was this shit in the fucking second movie, bro? That's like they explain that the spice has been taken by like the space navigators and has mutated their bodies over 4000 years. And then when you see the first one, the navigator, he's in a fucking giant tank and it's like a fucking uh, puppet fucking crazy. Like it's like Krang in there. It's like, it's got like pussy lips and it's like talking and it's like spice. <laughs> and it's like, they like use their minds and like fold space time. So they can like go to other points in the galaxy instantaneously instead of uh, warp drives. It's like, yeah, that's fucking cool, man. That's some David Lynch shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this fucking creature in the fucking the other one, dude? They just kind of mentioned, I don't even remember if they mentioned why it's essential to space travel. Do you remember it? It was like one sentence. At yeah, the very all beginning. I remember was is it's connected to space travel somehow, or it's it's yeah, it's really this huge commodity um, that everyone wants, and um, yeah, this planet has it has the most of it. Um, but yeah, I actually want to touch on the book because you know I don't mean to offend anybody out there who's a fan of the book, but like watching this movie. Well, for one, I think I'm the opposite of you. I think I enjoy this movie a lot. I liked it a lot, a lot, a lot, but. The thing is, is that as much as I enjoyed it, it's like, why is this book so popular? And I mean that in like, you know, this isn't like a big, like space battle, Star Wars, Fellowship of the Ring. It's like politics. So it makes, I'm like, I'm curious to know any fans out there who are listening, like what about this story? Like what, like this thing is huge. This is a massive, massive, massive book that people fucking love. And it's just like, power moves it's like game of thrones um so i'm just curious why why this book is so popular uh, it's a lot less entertaining than game of thrones yeah uh i mean there's nothing that happens in this i mean so at house atreus is a affluent house from like this water planet i forget the planet's name but we're gonna go with substances on these planets because it's yeah, too yeah. much water planet right and their enemies with the other faction. Do you know what the name of those guys were? Fuck. They're like Harkonnen or Hadoukens? Yeah. <laughs> House Harkonnen, I think is yeah. House Harkonnen run by this fat guy. That char- that character is really cool. That uh, cool. Yeah, that guy was awesome. The big fat dude who fuck. Yeah, that was so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he does that in the first one too, dude. It's pretty fucking verbatim. 
to the first one, from what I've seen, like a lot of it comes right across. Even the lines are exactly the same, but it's just done in a super B cheesy movie version in 84 Dune, which is a little more entertaining. Like that <laughs> fact, the fat guys is, pores are like oozing and shit and he's got a gross stuff and then uh at one point like uh i don't know they, they all pop and all this black juice comes out and he Whoa! and he raises up i was like oh shit <laughs> it was pretty cool but anyways house atreus is chosen by the emperor of the like galaxy there's a one emperor we don't get to see him you get to see him in the first one yeah. uh so they they the first one, right off the bat, they they tell you, yeah, the Emperor's trying to set up the House Atreus and get them killed by sending them to Harkonnen or whatever their name is. So they instantly, you know what's going on. This one, you don't really. So they're going to send them to this planet. Uh, what the hell's the planet's name? They call it Dune. Uh, yeah, Arrakis. Arrakis. And then, yeah, it's all sand. And they're a water people. And this other house has already come to this planet, but they're a warring like faction with the house Atreus. And they were given like the spice contract by the emperor, right. To, to mine all the spice, but now the emperor is giving it to house Atreus. So there's going to be a power transition where they have to leave. And then Atreus comes in. And so they go to the planet. Uh, then it turns out to kind of be a political move by the emperor to get rid of house Atreus because he knows the other house will uh, kind of war with them, but it's like a secret movie. Sends them like some uh, some uh, some troops and stuff to help them out. And anyways, that's about it. That's like the biggest fight or political thing that happens is they kind of secretly invade the the spice mining colony and kill the people. Um, that was the most exciting part of the movie. That was pretty cool. Uh, I feel like. Not much happened even then, though. You know, they just show some some deaths. Uh, didn't put up much of a fight. Jason Momoa was pretty fucking cool in this. He got one really good fight scene, which is fighting. And then he comes back to life. Ah! Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sword in his chest. There's funny. There's something about Momoa when he was on screen. I'm like, there's something off. The no beard. It? No huh? beard. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's clean shaven. I don't think I've seen Momona without a yeah, beard. Yeah, it's weird. He looks a little chubbier. Yeah. In the, in the face. Right there. Yeah. Something weird about it. And then, uh, so there's that, that, that going on. But then there's also like the uh, secondary plot, which is uh, Paul Atreus is the son of the Duke. And he has like this special mind power. What are they called? Like the ladies or something? They're yeah, all these women. The, the, like the witches. I don't remember what yeah. their cults. Not their the, cult, but whatever. The ladies are the women of something. I don't remember. Yeah. But His mom all, is part of it. Yeah. They all can like see things and they're all like, uh, they see premonitions and they have a special ability called the voice. I like fucking Skyrim. <laughs> the voice. Jedi mind they, powers, basically. Yeah. Where they say stuff in a certain pitch or rhythm and you, know, you have to do it sit down and uh, yeah. <laughs> makes you sit down uh they were they were pretty cool characters that's pretty close verbatim to the first one too the box and everything mm -hmm. um so this woman is a concubine right uh lady jessica of the duke and they have a son who is the the paul character but they're I guess these women are never supposed to have sons because it, it can bring about like the end of the world. Like 
men aren't supposed to have these powers, so they have to cut them out of the bloodline of these women, and so they only have daughters. But she had one anyways, and now he might be Jesus, the Messiah. The one. <laughs> yeah, the one. Yeah. They, they had a weirder dude name for it, but the one is easier to say. Yeah. Uh, the, it's like the Uchamatahama. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> something like that. Anyways. He will come to the sand planet and not know our ways, and he will be like one of us. And I was like, okay. And he's having dreams, and he's he keeps seeing Mary Jane in his dreams. Zandia, is that Zandia, her name? Yeah. And then yeah, you might think she's in this movie. She ain't. She's not. No. She ain't in this movie. She gets about four words. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can really remember. There's not much going on. It's kind of just like talk a bunch about stuff you don't know, get confused, and be like, I kind of understand what's going on, and then walk somewhere else. Like big walking traversal movie. Okay, set up the camera, three miles in in the desert, and have a pan freaking across the whole damn thing, and we're going to walk. And that's about it. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was my kind of my issue with the movie. Like, I think, <clears throat> you know, I guess I disagree with, I, th- I was pretty entertained up until the attack. Like that's probably like what the first hour and 45 minutes. I, I thought it was pretty engrossing. I, I was pretty entertained by it. Um, even though it's not like action packed, I was still pretty involved in the characters and what was going on. But yeah, the I moment think that- the, the moment the attack happens and Paul and his mom go off into the desert, I think the movie kind of meanders a little bit in the last 45 minutes. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's wrap this up. Cause I think it just, they're just out there for too long. I don't really know what's going on. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's my biggest issue is like the last 45 minutes just kind of goes on and on and on when they probably could just wrap it up a lot quicker. Um, but everything leading up to that, I, th- I thought was pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I thought it was stronger before they went to the desert. Yeah. Um, I just I didn't have very much fun with any of this. I just visually I liked it. I was like, well, oh, this looks cool. The beginning parts with the. Uh, what's his name? He played the Duke. Damn, I can't remember. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he was pretty good. I liked his parts with him and his son, and uh, <clears throat> I liked uh, Josh Brolin was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Javier like, Bardem. He's he's yeah. he doesn't show very much either. I liked him though. He was pretty good as the yeah. man wizard. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fight. What am I fighting for? Everything. <laughs> I have to know what I stand to lose. Everything. Everything. <laughs> just Flip a coin. Like, <laughs> yeah. Puts his little peanut wrapper on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good. Uh, I like that fight spits scene. On the, spits on the, the, the yeah, table. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thank you for your moisture. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, I have more moisture with that gift. I liked uh, the fight between Paul and the, the other sand guy. I don't remember. I don't really realize why he was fighting. I remember he challenged the leader got beat by the his mom. Right. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, you're and then he's talking to the main guy. Like, you're talking like a leader. You're not a leader. The strongest will lead. And you just got bested by her. So now you have to fight her or something. And then all of a sudden it became him, this other guy and Paul fighting. And I didn't understand how it switched. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, what is I didn't it? really understand that either. It was like, I don't know if it was like a protect the honor of the clan. So it's like, fuck yeah, it's her, like, what, let's, let's fight Paul. Yeah. So how does that even work? So 
you lost, so I'm going to fight for you, even though I'm not the leader. And I'm not going to fight the person that beat you. I'm going to fight the little boy. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't understand that, but I thought that was funny. Like, he kept uh, fighting him, and he's like, uh, you know, do you give up? And he's like, no. He's like, what is he? Is he toying with him? He's like, no, the boy has never killed a man before. <laughs> well, he needs to do it, okay? <laughs> He's got he to kill this guy, man. <laughs> do it to the death. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this movie's weird, man. I don't, coming into it not knowing anything is, wasn't what I was expecting at all. Um, they, you know, for a sci fi movie, they don't really have any, space stuff there's just very little uh when they came to the the planet they had some ships that was pretty cool um what else uh yeah it's, it's hard to remember much because nothing much happens they just throw a bunch of words and a bunch of story at you which is not well fleshed out i mean it's not in the first one they they just kind of tell it to you overtly over a voiceover. So that's probably not the way to do it. But I think yeah. this way you doing it, you, you know, a little less, uh, cause they weren't able to visually and story wise tell you the story. So I think somewhere in the middle is the happy medium where people know what's going on, but you don't have to blatantly, uh, just tell the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people seem, I mean, there is a, um, there was not a standing ovation, but there was, you know, thunderous applause when the credits were. So I imagine most of those people were fans. So whatever they, yeah. they adapted uh, seemed to make everyone happy. Um, I didn't clap because I'm not a clapper, <laughs> but I but I enjoyed it. I don't know. There's just a lot of cool moments. Like I, I love the moment where um, the the um, their castle, their home, whatever you want to call it, gets attacked in the middle of the night, and like Josh Brolin. Um, what does he hear an alarm or something? But he he runs outside with a couple troops and he looks up, and it's just a fucking shot of this massive spaceship with all these little ones starting <clears> to come <throat> down, and it's like, oh fuck, it's about to go down. Um, I was a little bummed that Batista wasn't in it more. Uh, yeah, he seemed like a cool fucking crazy bald fucker. <laughs> I wish I would have yeah. seen him unleashed, but didn't get to see too much of him. That character was like Sting in the first one. Hmm. Well, that character's like two characters in the first one. So he's got like two nephews that play that character. Oh, gotcha. So I don't know how it is in the book, but in the first movie, it's two people instead of just one. And one of them looks so familiar, and I looked it up, and yeah, it's Sting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't hate this movie, but I was just uh, a little disappointed. I thought I was going to like it more. I mean, I am looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, we're definitely getting a sequel. And if, if anyone's worried, trust me, <laughs> we're getting the part two. With as yeah. much money as it's making, we're definitely getting part two. And so I, I think that'll be interesting. I just worried the sequel going into all more sand people stuff might be even more boring than the first one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it kind of ended it on the sand people. He's going to the sand people. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, um, what do you, what, I mean, what's there? Like, he's going to obviously, you know, corral everybody to yeah. go have a fight. So that would probably be the big epic um, climax of that movie. I thought it was interesting to see a guy riding a worm. That was kind of cool. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I want to see more of that. That looks fucking bad. What do they say? <clears throat> desert, desert power. 
that was pretty cool that gets said a couple times in this movie i was like what the fuck is this desert power desert power dude (laughs) like michelangelo or something yeah uh I've heard a criticism that all the best things happen in, in Paul's dreams. And I was like, yeah, you're right. One of the most exciting things happened in his fantasies that never play out in the movie. So, uh, like, he, when he's in the gold armor and then the visor comes up, oh, yeah. you know, stuff like that and the fights. and uh, So, we'll see if that stuff happens in the second one. They kind of recreate those things for him to promenize about. Uh, but, yeah, I was just disappointed in the slowness and the the kind of the s- ultra serious tone i've seen people say you know if lynch went to b movie with it uh <clears throat> this villanovu guy he went ultra serious and it's a little t- it's a little too serious for me yeah that, I, that's all his movies like he's been on my radar he's what he's honestly one of my favorite um, modern directors. I've had my eye on him for a really long time. I don't think this is his best movie. I think I prefer Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 over this, personally. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, all of his movies are very serious. Uh, not a lot of comedic moments. Yeah. Arrival was good. I like that one. Yeah. Arrival was awesome. <clears throat> Blade Runner is okay. I just, that first one is so good. You know, I know nothing much compares to it. Um, pup, 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 pup. yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll watch the sequel. I'm looking forward to that, but uh, yeah, but my judgment of this being like super boring to me is when it ended, um, I was like, man, I don't think I can watch that again. Like this isn't a movie you pop. Hey, y'all, y'all want to watch Dune? And it's like, do you want to w- sit down for two and a half hours and like, uh, you know, watch it again when you already know what happened kind of movie? It's like it's so slow that I just don't feel like this is a rewatchable movie for me. It's like I couldn't see myself wanting to watch this again. I know it. I've seen it. Now I want to see the sequel. But I was like, I couldn't picture myself. I've got to buy the disc. And so I have this movie anytime I want. I could go back to Dune, you know? Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel you on that. As much as I liked it, and I I did like it. I know we're kind of harking on stuff we didn't, but I really enjoyed it. But I do agree that... (laughs) Even though I enjoy something doesn't mean I'm going to fucking rewatch a million times. And I feel like yeah. I probably won't revisit this even as much as I liked it. I probably won't revisit this until part two just to like watch it again and then get refreshed for part two. Because um, you're right. This isn't like <clears throat> this isn't <laughs> this isn't as entertaining of a movie to rewatch. It's not like a, a two and a half hour fucking James Bond movie. where like, yeah, I yeah. want to see those dope ass action scenes again. <clears throat> Um, the things I did like though, the visually stunning, a lot of these characters are super cool. I wish I would have got more of them. Like the, the main bad guy. Yeah. He was awesome. That's kind of bullshit that he'd live though. You know, through the death cloud. Cause Oscar Isaac had to give his life to try and take him out and that didn't work. He just yeah. comes back. He's like hiding he's- in the ceiling. Like, <laughs> like the fucking exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy's like, that guy's a gross villain. He's, uh, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's pretty nasty. There was, there was like creepy shot where I think it's in that, it's in that same scene. And I think the camera's behind Oscar Isaac. I think Oscar Isaac's in focus. And in the fucking far background is that guy. And he like raises from his seat and like floats across the table. It's really creepy. Yeah. 
thought, yeah, visually stunning. A lot of the characters are good. I really liked uh, Charlemagne. Yeah. I didn't, <clears throat> I don't know him from anything. Uh, just seems like a little weirdo to me, kind of hearing about him and seeing him. But yeah, he was fine in this. I, I didn't, I didn't picture myself liking this guy, but I did. So yeah, he did a fine job. Do you know what he's from? What the hell is this guy? So he's one of those actors. He started with a movie called Call Me By Your Name, and a bunch of middle-aged white women were like wetting their panties over this guy. Um, and now he's just been kind of a heartthrob. Uh, I've seen a couple movies with him in it. Uh, he's actually really good. He was in a movie called Little Women. It was like a remake of that uh, old, whatever, 1920s novel. He was really good in that. And then there was a Netflix movie... I think it was a Macbeth retelling. Fuck, what the hell is that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's really good in that movie. I think he's probably even better in, in that than he is in this. But um, yeah, he's just one of those heartthrob actors that people, women kind of attach themselves to, or men, I guess. How fucking old is he? He's this guy looks young. like he's yeah. like this guy's like he's fucking 18. Yeah, he's pretty young. I don't know. Heartthrob. All these, all these, <laughs> and he's all tiny. Like when, when they had the scene with him with his shirt off, I'm like, oh. This is your heart problem. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <clears throat> and, you know, and then, like, he has the love interest with Zendaya. And I was like, I don't believe it. She's with Tom Holland. Look at that dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks young, but at least he's ripped. <laughs> right. It's funny. I saw an interview with them. I don't know if you saw this. <clears throat> but I don't know if they're, like, I don't really pay attention to Hollywood relationship stuff. I could give a, give two fucks. But I think that I get the impression that Zendaya and Tom Holland are like, maybe they're trying to keep it a secret, but you know, obviously you got fucking paparazzis or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, Timothy Shemala, whatever, and Zendaya are doing this interview. And one of the questions was like, who is your Hollywood crush? And then Timothy, without missing a beat, is like, oh, that's fucking easy, Tom Holland. And then Zendaya was just like, eh, she kind of like tiptoes around a little bit. But I thought it was funny. He just straight up called her out. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. But yeah, um, what else did I like? Um, the score is pretty good. Yeah, the score Isn't is cool. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I've I've heard some uh, complaints of the score where it's just he's kind of digressed and just goes back to his uh, one note things. I could kind of see that it is kind of like kind of score, but it goes pretty well with this. I liked it. I don't like the uh, I like the score too, but there's there's moments where I think it's used in a corny effect because some of the some of the score has like a a woman vocal like humming, and it's like when someone gets like there's a moment where a um, a woman gets stabbed from behind and you don't see it coming, and as soon as she gets stabbed, it's just like I don't know, it's just corny to me. Yeah. But um, yeah. but overall, I liked it. She got stabbed. Like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I love how the movie ends. Everything the sand touches is yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like there's a sequence. <clears throat> I guess this is me gushing about IMAX, but there is a sequence. Well, I guess if people are wondering, this is my best guess. But I feel like probably 45% of the movies is shot in IMAX in terms of like it filling the whole IMAX screen. Most of it's still that widescreen. I'd say like 45% of it is IMAX. But one of the moments that really stuck out to me in terms of the IMAX format is there's a scene where 
Paul and his dad and Josh, what's Josh Brolin's fucking character name? Gurney. They all go out into the dunes uh, to see it for the first time. And this is the whole set piece where they come across that mining thing and there's the worm coming. That whole sequence was an IMAX and just like seeing the dunes and then like the whole kind of action set piece where they're trying to save it. There was, I don't know, I thought that was a really well done scene. Um, really fucking cool visually. <clears throat> And like just seeing the the fucking mouth for the first time, it's like all these little hairs, spike things, and it yeah. just takes up the whole frame. Just sucks everything down. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was pretty cool. The uh the extractor is pretty cool. Um the only thing I ever see like one. I don't ever show too much like of the actual spice mining going on. Um, yeah, because I, I got the impression that they didn't really care about it in this. Like, where they didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they were there more to set up an alliance with, what were they called? The Freemans or Freitas or whatever? The, the yeah, sand. something. The under. Um, I feel like they were there. People. Yeah, I think they were there mainly to get that. Because Duke knew that they were being set up, or at least he had an idea. And so his whole goal yeah. was before the the shit hit the fan, he needed to get this alliance. So I don't think that the spicing mining was um, his priority. But then there's, but then that's kind of a contradiction because there's that moment where like they're talking to his head side guy, his assistant, and he's like, "Oh, we don't have enough, you know, room to hold all the spice." And he's like, "Oh, we're being set up, so we need to get more equipment." So I don't know. Yeah, they, they don't make it seem like spice is the most important. <clears throat> commodity in the galaxy do they mm-hmm. um yeah this movie was strange i'm glad i went into it not knowing anything about it so i could be surprised you know yeah but this wasn't what i was expecting yeah, i wasn't expecting star wars i wasn't expecting like shit battles and i knew it was yeah. going to be planetary based but it was still a lot different than i thought it would be and no one yelled spice i thought that was coming spice (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes like for me i don't know if this this happens to you at all but there's times where i don't think i'm not saying this will happen for you i'm just this is kind of an aside but there's times where i've seen a movie and like going in i had this idea of what it was going to be and then i see the movie and it's like not it at all and i kind of have a negative reaction of it because i'm like oh i was expecting this and you didn't fucking deliver and then i go back and revisit it with knowing what the movies actually is. And I, I tend to enjoy it um, a little more, but it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it happens. No, I didn't have any preconceived notion of what this movie would be. I just, I've seen the pictures and I know a little bit about, you know, it's sand and there's something with a spice. It's like a drug. Right. Uh, or it could be a last Jedi effect where you're going in and you, you're expecting a lot and you don't get it. And it's awesome. <laughs> but uh yeah i i don't know i was just expecting more of a a blockbuster epic based on the trailer material based on the everyone's so hyped for this i was like why are they so hyped for this apparently this is a big thing and uh it was more of a slow melodrama Mm -hmm. you know with undertones of uh deceit and traitorous behavior 
backstabbing political yeah, it's espionage. almost like shakespearean in a way right it's like like a Macbeth or a i don't you know it's kind of what it reminded yeah. me of dragonfly ships <laughs> those are those are kind of interesting uh yeah but i mean i liked it it wasn't terrible but i do think it was a little boring a little long and we'll see what happens in the second one uh oh it's not gonna it's not many not many characters going into the second one so it's kind of weird we'll see not many not many um we won't go over that too much but yeah prepared to see the ones that do go forward what happens yeah i imagine we'll get i mean obviously we'll get more paul and um uh shaney i have the imdb up i'm assuming that's what her name is zendaya uh we'll get more of them we'll definitely get more batista and his his uncle yeah which is i'm all about that those guys are awesome yeah batista kind of looks like the more menacing one in in this Mm -hmm. but they don't use him at all like he's so pale and white and weird looking. Yeah, they're both pretty creepy characters. Uh, so I'm thinking about this score, and it's tough. Um, I will. I'm on the, right on the fence between two numbers. You know, a high, high one number, and then a low other number. Mm. I think <clears throat> I got to go with my gut. My instinct and give this movie a 6.9. I think it's close to a seven, but I don't think it quite reaches it. I think it's entertaining. You know, I enjoyed it somewhat. A little boring, a little long. I will watch the sequel, but I don't ever see myself needing to put this in again. Maybe down the while, you know, after give it some time you forget enough of that like you can go back to almost anything but for the foreseeable future i think i'm done with this uh glad i watched it it it's not great in my eyes um but it's serviceable and it's it, this is a visual masterpiece i mean you watch yeah. this on imax <clears throat> or whatever <clears throat> or in 4k something don't watch it on a CRT or you're probably going to lose all its luster. I <laughs> <laughs> would be interesting to watch this on like old CRT TV. If you could get it hooked up somehow to see how you take away its, uh, splendor. Does this movie have anything? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I think I got to go to 6.9. I almost put it in the sevens, but I just didn't have enough fun with it to, to put it up there. Yeah. Um, I'm a little higher. I'm gonna. I was, I was circling around an eight. Um, yeah, man. I like I said earlier. I was. I was pretty entertained for probably three fourths of the movie. My problems lie with the last probably forty five minutes. I think it lingers a little too long. Out outstays its welcome. Even though they're all cool moments in those last forty five minutes. Like I remember, there's a right when they escape, they go to this little hut, and I just remember, dude, the fucking um, they get raided by this group of soldiers and like they float down and like, it looks like they're on wires. Like, you know, when people propel from helicopters, uh, but they don't have any wires. They're just kind of like eerily just like flo- uh, those cool little like visual moments like that. And then um, I thought it was a cool little fight scene, but anyways, long story short. Um, yeah, do you know, the visually stunning? Like the acting was, uh, was great. 
Um, the story isn't the fucking most fast paced or the most entertaining, um, but I was engaged. Um, so yeah. And I like Denis Villeneuve. I knew going in, this was going to be a serious movie. I knew it was going to be a blockbuster because he just doesn't do blockbusters. Um, so I was expecting what I got in terms of its tone. Um, but yeah, I'm on a solid eight for Dune. All right, eight and a 6.9. So we're about, we're about one point away from each other. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to the next one. Hopefully it doesn't take fucking three years to get the next one. You know, Hopefully they're already... I heard they haven't started yet, but I have heard that it's almost a done deal. Um, and I have heard... <clears throat> I don't know if this is true, but I saw some rumor that they're going to do a, a, an HBO series on the, the women, like the, that cult of mm. witches. That'd be cool. That could, that could be interesting because they're kind of the most interesting part of this that subplot of the like chosen one. And uh, it's kind of like the Jedi's it's really yeah, yeah. pretty cool. One of my favorite <laughs> scenes of the movie is um, Paul and his mom are being escorted to the desert in the middle of the night. And they're being, they're like chained up in this um, dragonfly ship. And you see them use their powers, especially his mom to full of, and it's so fucking creepy yeah. and well done. It was really cool. I want to see more of that for sure. Yeah. And uh, I just think of it when he's tested by the, the main like witch uh, in the beginning, that was pretty good. I, it's pretty close, but in the original 84, when they give you a little more context, cause the witch talks a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, cause they're always <laughs> telling you overtly telling you the story. <laughs> so, you know, she's like, and in the original, there's a lot of people, characters show their faces and then it'll be like, but why did he do that? Could he be the one? <laughs> it's all like inner inner monologues. <laughs> so uh, it's a lot of that. And then the witch is like, but no male has ever survived the test. <laughs> so, so yeah, no male has ever survived that test. So we kind of see why that, that lady is so surprised in this new one. It's like, oh my God, that's enough. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, hopefully we can get it. You know, I hear it's trying to be the new Star Wars or like, uh, Fast and Furious is what they have heard they want to do. They want to have like six of these movies and just keep pumping them out. I will, that could be cool as long as the stories uh, allow it. But I mean, there, I guess there's a lot of these books. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll see. I think I may have like created a false memory or something because when I got home last night, uh, you know, for those who don't know, you and I and a couple of buddies have an ongoing Facebook chat. We chit chat with each other a lot. And one of our buddies was like, oh, is there going to be a part two? And um, and my mom, I immediately was like, well, yeah, they announced that from the, the moment this movie was announced. It was announced as two parts. And then I went and looked. I'm like, oh, it wasn't. Like, where the fuck did I get that? Like, I could have sworn when they announced Dune it was going to be a part one and part two. But I was wrong. But, I mean, they have enough confidence in it that literally in the t opening title of this movie, it says Dune part one. So Yeah. <clears throat> I, and then my answer to him was, no, it was never meant to be one part they just do that they're always ready for a sequel they they, mm. they end the movie just drastically with no real ending because yeah. they're yeah. hoping the sequel comes and then they'll I, which sucks because then if the sequel doesn't come your movie's kind of fucked yeah because it doesn't really have anything kind of like uh you know a lot of the terminators every time they tried to reboot it they do that <laughs> so, especially genesis it just left you with so many unanswered questions that were going to be in the sequel and then they never happened 
So then you're left with this Terminator movie. That's just like, what the <laughs> fuck happened, dude. Uh, yeah. No idea. So good thing they, the, the bet paid off. Cause yeah, I'd never heard anything about being a two parter. But then I saw that part one. I was like, Oh, well, they're really, they're, they're really thinking this is going to do well. And they, they're right. So, yeah, I mean, that was, a, I mean, even, I mean, the box offices, I think they were saying that it's making as much as Interstellar did when it came out. And like Interstellar did not have, obviously, a streaming in the same day. So even whatever the box numbers are, box office numbers are, it's probably even twice that because of HBO. But even like, even the reception, I have Rotten Tomatoes up right now. I mean, not that Rotten Tomatoes is the be all, um, but the tomato meter is 83 and audience score is 91. So people are, it's really resonating with either fans or, or newcomers. So yeah, there's, I would be fucking shocked if they didn't do a part two. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to that 6.9, 8.0, go check it out, go to the theater. Uh, this one's a spectacle one. This would probably look pretty good in the theater. Um, yeah, I if I had an IMAX, I probably would have done it. But the theater I go to is kind of an older one. I don't know what kind of projector they got, but it's it's not very high res. I can tell it's kind of a you know looks like film, doesn't look digital. I'm sure it is. I'm, who has a <laughs> they got it up there with a the fucking <laughs> they got to cut the the master together and everything. Right. But uh, yeah, it just looks really low res. So and this movie looks really great on a you know if you have a big 4k but yeah check it out wherever you're uh wherever you're wanting uh don't worry about if you have to check it out at home because this movie's already made a ton of money it's already proved somebody proved the haters wrong that you could be a blockbuster and still you know have a day one debut so you know scarlett johansson take a look at that maybe the movie wasn't that good (laughs) (laughs) maybe the movie wasn't that good but even like even the home thing i know we talked about it i was talking about earlier uh Another aspect of um, seeing it at home, you know, like I, I had fun in a packed theater. I always do. I know people are opposite. Like, no, I don't want to see people. I want to theater to myself. And I totally get that. Um, I have a lot more fun with this when it's a pack because you get to, I don't know, there's something in the air when you see a packed movie. But at the same time, in this day and age, it's probably smarter to not be in a fucking small room for two and a half hours sitting next to someone right next to you during a pandemic. <laughs> so yeah, if you are scared of that, uh, just know that this movie is selling out like hotcakes. And if that worries yeah. you, watch it at home. Coughing nacho cheese sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like my theater. I go to, I go, there's, a, there's a couple, but I always go to the old one. This, I, this movie, this theater is so old. I saw, um, this is the theater I saw Terminator 3 in. You're talking about Carmack? Yeah, Carmack okay. is where I go. It's now like <laughs> AMC 12. Um, but yeah, no one goes there because we have all these new theaters where you have to choose your seats. I don't like the choose your seat thing because I always buy my tickets too late and the seats suck. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like old school. Let me come early and get a good seat. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like that one because there's ever, no one in there. It's weird because my theater liking experience, you like to be in the crowd. I like having the big screen, but it's just like me in the middle of the fucking theater alone. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, aw- <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> It's like having my own theater. Yeah. And there's a nostalgia of like, see, I saw episode three there. I saw like a lot of big movies there. I saw the first Avengers there. A lot of movies from my childhood. We saw the dark Knight there drunk sitting in the front row. 
Oh yeah, yeah. In the corner front row. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. What? Or, uh, uh, Spider-Man three. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, we we had an incident with one of our friends being drunk during Spider-Man three and causing a <laughs> causing a ruckus. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's fun. Come to the yeah, we didn't need to pay attention to Spider-Man three anyway. <laughs> it was a shit show. Probably improved it. Then um, all right, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. Please check out the YouTube videos. Please check out the uh, Spotify. Um, Apple Music, if you would like to just listen to the podcast. And as always, we do this uh, every Sunday. Uh, we typically do movies, but, you know, we're, we do video games too, but there just hasn't been something that we've felt obligated to do because there's just, just so many movies lately. It'll probably be pretty movie packed till the end of the year. Because, yeah. uh, oh, we've got big ones coming. I can't wait for Ghostbusters and all this stuff, dude. Yeah, I don't see I don't see video games coming back till probably Halo. That's not till December. I don't think there's anything yeah. in November that's kind of a big. I think it's kind of movies from here on out. Uh, next week, next week is One Night in Soho and Antlers. But I'll probably see one of those. But I don't know if any of those. We always do Halloween Kills because I mean we're actually recording on Halloween next week, like Halloween Day. Um, mm. So maybe we can pick a retro horror movie. We could do Halloween Kills, or uh, we can figure it out. I tried to. I was looking at Halloween Kills, but I think the damn Peacock doesn't have a free trial. I was like, what kind of these things don't have a free trial? They mm. always got the first thirty days free, and then you got to take your credit card off so they don't charge you later. <laughs> I'll, I'll look again, but I've heard some bad reviews on Halloween Kills. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I like there's. There's a video of like JB Lee Curtis. She's like, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was, like, I was like, the first one wasn't that great, that, that first reboot. And I heard this one's even worse. And they've already like named the third one. They're already they already knew this is a trilogy. I just uh, I I saw one clip of it where it's like Michael Myers out there and all the townspeople are like, <laughs> yeah, like beating him in a circle. He's like, it's a mob justice movie. It's really, it's a bizarre film. <laughs> they like make you feel bad for Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mikey. <laughs> if you, uh, if you don't end up watching it, I recommend watching um, the half in the bag, Red Letter Media's review of it. It's, yeah. I saw some of that. That's, that's where I got funny. some of this information from. <laughs> It's a pretty good there review. Uh, I remember there was something in the half in the bag. Wait a minute. Michael Myers is turning us into monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Evil dies tonight. They say evil dies tonight about 15 times in the movie. Uh, and it's like Michael Myers is just testing out the different knives in the kitchen on that yeah. guy's back. <laughs> that was pretty cool. This one's good. The serrated works nice. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll talk about it and see what we're going to do. See if I can figure out a way to watch this train wreck. Um, yeah, it would be fitting Halloween. do a Halloween movie on Halloween. I still Maybe really like not that one, but I still really like the Rob Zombie Halloween. Or we could do, yeah, we could do the Rob Zombie one. People too. hate it, but I love it. And I love <laughs> <laughs> what the heck's that one guy's name? The Mexican always plays like a gangster and he was in Halloween. He was like the guard and the. Uh, oh, Kirk. Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo. It's like, but I was good to you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey. Uh, the thing about Rob Zombie, dude, all of his characters, I mean, this may not be politically correct, but I don't really care. 
his characters are all trashy. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems all his movies are like really white. Yeah, it's kind of like the white trash verse. Yeah. It's like it's kind of everybody in his movies. Well, I mean, it's kind of like vulgar and <laughs> just ridiculous. Well, it's kind of like you're either uh, of a high, you know, he's got that element to it. But then everyone that's not that in the movies are all just equestrian, like, oh, we're too good. So I think, yeah, he's always got this class divide about like the lower class trying to fit in kind of weird thing. But overall, I think his movies are pretty awesome. He's got like a style. He's definitely like a Tim Burton. You could definitely tell a Rob Zombie movie. Oh, yes. Mainly because it's going to have the same fucking actors playing <laughs> the same fucking people. Yeah. I think the only movie that I really, really liked, I haven't seen it in years, so maybe if I rewatched it, I wouldn't like it as much. But at the time, I really liked Devil's Rejects. I just like the yeah. has a b- kicking-ass soundtrack. It's kind of more action-packed. Uh, but I remember liking that one a lot. Yeah, all of those are pretty good. And then the first Halloween I really liked. The second one was a little weird. And uh, I wish he would have been able to do more of it. Yeah, I wish Halloween would have died with the first because what's they kept expanding to Michael Myers. But what's so cool about whether you like Halloween or not, not just you, but people out there, is that what's cool about that movie is there was never a motive. Like, there's no reason why he does what he does. He just does it, and it's so it's kind of cool. But then the more the movies went along, they gave him a backstory. Oh, Laurie's his sister, and it's just like ugh. It was so cool when he just didn't know. He was just running around killing people. Yeah. And then, yeah, like Friday the 13th, too, like when they did that reboot. I thought that was was pretty good, but they tried to take away like all the supernaturalness of uh, Jason, like, you know, how he's always right there and he's always right on you. So they have like, they made it so there's like a tunnel system underneath Camp Crystal Lake. And that's how he traverses the place so it explains <laughs> explains like how we like will just show up somewhere i was like i don't know about that yeah. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> just running in the tunnel to, to yeah. pop up behind you in a bush it's like a like fucking like a gopher and caddyshack the close up and he's just <laughs> running yeah. down a, a tunnel yeah he pops out of one it's like do, do, do. i'm all right <laughs> another uh, fucking summer <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake. Hello, campers. All right. Yeah, that's all we got. We're getting into. We're getting into Friday the 13th spoiler territory. So you you know that's when the episode needs to end. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll we'll check you next week. Appreciate you as always. And uh, later. Yeah, peace.